Welcome, and this is the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you are listening in today. As God's people, we are concerned with reaching and restoring hearts and homes with Jesus. If you want to learn more about our church, look us up on our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org. Please subscribe to always get the next podcast. Today we're going to read a passage of scripture where Jesus stands on trial before Pontius Pilate. It's a very quick record of the conversation between the Roman governor of Judea and Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Simply put, Pilate does not know who he is talking to. He's just doing the work of a magistrate. He's trying to render justice. Pilate is concerned about the charges that the religious leaders are leveling at Jesus. And he's trying to discover the truth. In the end, Pilate is trying to find out who Jesus is. But Jesus is doing something different. He's trying to get Pilate to decide who Pilate thinks Jesus is. Because who Jesus is and who Pilate thinks Jesus is are two different ideas. Jesus is the king of kings no matter what. And what Pilate thinks of Jesus is something altogether different. In the end, we find out, well, Pilate finds Jesus innocent of being a king. And that's the rub here. Jesus is who he is no matter what. But Pilate cannot experience truth until he declares that he knows that Jesus is king. A few months ago, I was watching uh, video clips of baseball bloopers on YouTube. It was just a lazy couple of days, and I just found myself returning over and over just watching blooper videos. And then a video was suggested to me of a young boy at a little league camp. He was dressed in his team uniform. He had his glove in his hand. He was excited about what was happening on the field. The boy was full of energy and wiggles. You could just tell he was excited for his turn. And I could also tell that he had no idea who, is, who he was standing next to. This young boy who looked like a, who looked wound tight and he was ready to go and he was ready to experience baseball was standing next to a former major league baseball player. And that player also happened to be a former NFL football star. His name was Bo Jackson. Now, Bo Jackson was retired, but he was happy to be on the field to watch the boys, to play catch with them, to encourage them in their passion for baseball. But this little boy didn't know who Bo Jackson was. In this little boy's eyes, the baseball star was just another grown-up, another helper on the field. Bo Jackson quietly explained who he was and some of his achievements to the boy. It still didn't really register. The boy was interested, and I could even tell he was suspicious at times. Professional baseball players, they live on television. They don't stand next to you on the field, not on a little league field. Bo Jackson was Bo Jackson no matter what. That's who he was. The difference was in the little boy's ability to perceive who he was standing next to. And Jesus is who he is. Nothing changes that. We're the ones who change when we see, 
when we understand and when we declare rightly who Jesus is. You know, we might have all sorts of questions about life, about why things happen the way they do, and you will only find satisfaction and truth when you are able to answer the question yourself, who is Jesus? And you're able to say, Jesus is king. Jesus is my king. When we can answer that question for ourselves, we will know the truth, and we will know the hope, and we will be released from the faltering rule of this earthly kingdom into the perfect rule of King Jesus. Pilate asks Jesus who he is, but Pilate must answer to Jesus his own answer about who he believes Jesus to be. And that's the question for you today. Who do you say Jesus is? Your answer means the difference between frustration with life and a hope-filled eternal life. Let's read the text. It's in John chapter 18, verses 33 through 38. So Pilate entered his headquarters again, and he called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have, gone, would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. And everyone who see who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And after he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. Now, it might seem strange to read what you probably think of as, well, really kind of an Easter text, a Good Friday text in the middle of November. So why this text now? Well, much of the church around the world observes a liturgical calendar. Now, we don't really do that in the Friends denomination, at least not very rigidly. Um, but many churches do. And so you might be unfamiliar with the church calendar. You might be very familiar with it. Many of us can understand some of the big pieces of the church year. We have Christmas and Advent and Lent and Easter and add in Pentecost. And you've got a couple of the big movements of the, the church year. So you start to get a picture of the shape of the year. And today, this Sunday, November 21st, this year in 2021, happens to be the final day of the church calendar. Next Sunday, it starts afresh, a new, a new liturgical year, and it begins with Advent. Today is designated on the church calendar as Christ the King Sunday. So we're standing on the edge of the holidays, and it is fitting that we take a moment to remember and declare Jesus is King, to really dwell on that. And so we are to ask ourselves, who do we say Jesus is? Do we, do I, do you call him King? So we read about Pontius Pilate interrogating Jesus. He's going to... Uh, 
battle in the courts trying to find out what's being said about Jesus. Is it true? Is it not true? Pontius Pilate was a Roman governor of Judea. He ruled in Judea for about 10 years, from the year 26 to 36 AD. And he was under constant pressure to show that he supported the authority of the Roman emperors. Allowing an upstart king would reflect poorly on Pilate. He couldn't allow that to happen. He has to stop this sort of behavior. And so Pilate begins by asking questions. And this, I think we need to imitate in Pilate. When we look at him and his questions, we go, you know what, that's good. We need to do this. We should ask questions of God. We should ask questions of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, of the Bible. Abraham Joshua Heschel, a uh, Jewish writer, uh, wrote these words, We are closer to God when we are asking questions than when we think we have the answers. I think there's some wisdom there. So how does Jesus answer Pilate's questions? Well, he answers them as he often does. He responds with questions. In fact, Jesus doesn't really answer Pilate's questions. He's trying to get Pilate to see that he is asking the wrong questions. So if you take a moment, you can read and list out Pilate's questions from our text. And there's four main ones. Some people will say there's five, but I want to look at four today. And they go like this. In verse 33, Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? Verse 35, he asks, what have you done? Verse 37, Pilate responds in the conversation by saying, ah, so you are a king. And then finally, Pilate answers and concludes the interrogation with a doubtful question, what is truth? So let me first point out that Pilate gets answers that we often get when we seek God's face. See, Pilate gets non-answers. He gets answers he's not looking for. But he gets more questions from Jesus. He gets redirected statements. Pilate wants to know. He wants to know Jesus. He wants to know these. He's saying, Jesus, these leaders of of your people are declaring you to be a troublemaker, a rebel. How do you respond to these charges? Pilate wants to know how Jesus faces up to the declarations against him. And instead of getting that answer, Pilate meets face to face with the calm Jesus, who is not fearful of authority, uh, not a fearful of the authority of a Roman governor, certainly, because his own authority supersedes that moment. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He doesn't need to be worried about a Roman governor. Have you ever asked God a question and received no answer, or at best, a word from God you were not expecting? When your questions are unanswered, God is likely trying to get you to ask different questions. Let's look at Pilate's questions again. There in verse 33, he levels the charges. Are you the king of the Jews? Now, I'm not sure that Pilate is uh, uh, being condescending or sarcastic or looking down on Jesus. I think he's simply trying to discern very directly if Jesus is a revolutionary. And so he asks point blank, are you a king of the Jews? And Jesus responds with a penetrating question. And in in effect, he's saying, what others say about me is not important. Pilate, who you say I am matters. 
And that's the question that's posed to us. Who do you say that Jesus is? Perhaps you've lived your whole life not thinking beyond what everyone else has said about Jesus. Have you been living on who your parents say Jesus is, on what your pastor says or who your pastor says Jesus is? Maybe you've been living on what the television says that Jesus is. That's a, not a great place to get a, a good definition of Jesus. You cannot live on anyone else's profession of faith. You cannot live on their understanding. You must declare who you believe Jesus to be. It has to be your act of faith. And he doesn't change, but you do. And that's why it's important for us each to declare who we believe Jesus to be. That's the moment that we step out in faith. Verse 35, we get another question from Pilate, and he asks Jesus, well, what have you done? Since he's getting a non-answer from Jesus, you know, are you king of the Jews? He says, well, maybe we, I could find out what the problem is by looking at what Jesus has done. And, and Jesus could have listed all kinds of miracles, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. He could have said those sorts of things and pointed to, to real examples of people transformed by his power. Instead, Jesus responds that his kingdom is not of this world. I mean, can you imagine it? What have you done? My kingdom isn't of this world. What a strange exchange of words. We too often want to weigh Jesus' worth by his love, his friendliness, how he helps others. Jesus wants to weigh him by who he is and by his kingdom. His kingdom does not play by our rules, but is of heaven. And all this is beyond Pilate's comprehension. And so Pilate takes this new information about Jesus being of a kingdom, not of this world, and, and having those who would fight for him if it was a battle about uh, not this earthly world, but the world that Jesus is king over. Um, this is all beyond Pilate's comprehension. He's just confused. He's, what on earth are you saying, Jesus? And, and Jesus isn't saying he, he's not over this world, but he's trying to point out to Pilate that, that the way that Pilate measures power is not the way that Jesus measures power. But Pilate can't comprehend that, so he tries to shoehorn Jesus back into his own little world. And he says, so, there in verse 37, so you are a king. I may not be able to understand all these things about your kingdom being of another world, Jesus, but I can understand the word king. And so Pilate out of his understanding of who he is as a man of the Roman Empire, tries to place Jesus back into his own world and own kingdom. He wants only a Jesus that fits this planet Earth, this Roman Empire, and this is a problem. Because we try to do this too. We take Jesus, we take the Holy Spirit, we take God the Father, and we try to cram them into our little worlds. See, we run into problems when we only want a Jesus that fits our understanding, our comprehension, and our desires. A Jesus that we can control, that we can manipulate, is not potent and powerful enough to redeem us from our sins. The grand King Jesus cannot be found in our limited designs, our limited comprehension, and our limited abilities. So how does Jesus respond to Pilate's question? Ah, so you are a king? Jesus responds not by saying, well, yeah, I'm a king. He responds by declaring his purpose. He tells Pilate that he was born for this purpose, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is the truth of the truth listens to my voice. 
And Pilate answers back at that question with another question. Maybe uh, all the questioning is getting confusing, but Pilate says, what is truth? And that is one of the saddest questions of the Bible. Because Pilate's not just a philosopher asking what truth is. He's not a postmodern prodigal trying to grasp on a concept of slippery truth. When Pilate asks what is truth, he reveals that he has not heard the words of Jesus during this entire conversation, because Jesus has been trying to get Pilate to see something deeper than his normal little Roman world. But Pilate asks, what is truth? Because he cannot see the truth himself standing right before him. John fourteen six, Jesus declares and says to him, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, truth himself, stood before Pilate. He's trying to get Pilate to really see him, but he cannot. At least in this story, Pilate cannot declare Jesus as his king. He can only see him as this person who's innocent, who maybe will get a bit of Roman punishment to satisfy the crowds but, and and. Pilate is hoping he can trade uh, what the crowd wants for Jesus onto Barabbas. But Pilate's struggling. He doesn't know Jesus, the truth. But then again, he goes out to the crowd. And he declares Jesus, he does make a statement about who he believes Jesus is. Did you catch it? Pilate declares who he believes Jesus is when he says to the crowd, Jesus is innocent of the charge of being a king. He's no king. There's no king here. But Pilate couldn't be more wrong. Jesus is asking you to declare him king. And this requires that you stop living on what others believe and have belief yourself. This requires that you put away the values of this world and take up the values of heaven. This requires that you stop trying to limit God with your desires and your comprehension and you start stepping into a world of the infinite power and possibilities of what God can do. And this requires that you receive Jesus as the truth. What is it that makes Jesus different? It's who he is. He's the King of Kings and Lord of the world, Lord of Lords. Other men would die on crosses all throughout history. What makes Jesus different is not that he dies on a cross, or even uh, it's not that he dies on the cross, but it is who he is, and it's who he is, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that allows him to rise again from the grave. It's that he's the one with the authority to lay down his life and to take it up again. One last statement from Charles Colson about who King Jesus is. And he says these words, Other kings send people to fight and to die for them, but King Jesus died for his people. Do you know that Jesus today? The Jesus who died for you? He desires you to know him and for you to declare him your king. So who do you say Jesus is? It will make all the difference in your world and in your life. Let us pray. 
God, today I want to take a moment and thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord, I pray for each person listening that they would hear your voice and declare themselves for themselves that Jesus is their king. That's it. That's my prayer, Lord. But Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go with Jesus.